0: Welcome back to I Have to Ask with Elizabeth Hess, part of the Champagne Showers Podcast Network. Today's guest is Champaign County Board Candidate Kelly Lee Mansfield. Thank you for joining me, Kelly Lee. Thank you, Elizabeth, for having me tonight. Tell me a little bit about yourself. Where did you grow up?
1: I grew up in um, Chicago originally, the suburb of Chicago, but I've moved around the country in my 20s,
0: Hawaii, California, Seattle, Ohio, Michigan. And you settled in Champaign-Urbana when?
1: That had been like eight years ago. My husband's kids lived in Danville, so we came down here to be his
0: kids. Now you are an employment counselor at DSC. That's pretty recent. What exactly does that mean, and what do you do every day?
1: Right now, because of COVID, the job kind of changed. Supposed to be but right now, I do. I have a lot of Zoom groups, different groups of people that want to have like play games online or just have a group talk, just keep in contact with the community special needs kids. And then I go to um, different group homes and hang out with them, take them to lunch or just hang out and talk, just keep in contact with, with the community.
0: DSC is a near and dear to my heart group. So this is kind of a dual purpose. Everyone get to know you, get to know DSC a little bit. Do you work with teenagers or what's the youngest that you work with? And what's the oldest person that you work with? They're probably just in their 30s and 40s, age-wise. And you help get jobs? I know developmentally disabled or what's the proper term right now that we use?
1: There's, like, so many different ones you can use for whoever feels comfortable saying, like, intelligently disabled, one of them they use. There's, like, five of them they use in the office, depending who you're talking to. I guess age range, too, who you're talking to. But most kids are, like, in the 40s to 30s. And they, use, they have jobs at Clark Road to help them with, um, with um, putting projects together. Or they have jobs at Walgreens, at the mall, at the movie theaters, like that, too. So
0: And without naming any names, can you tell me a success story or something that you've had since you started at DSC, someone you've helped?
1: I think it's uh, just having a lot shell because meeting new people is really freaky for them, you know, because they use used to routine. And now COVID, they can't leave the group home anymore. And they can't do their normal routines. They're not working anymore. So just going in there, into the group home and being new and opening up to them and talking to them about my life. And they feel, OK, well, I'll talk about my life too then. And we slowly make friendships. So making friendships is really the best part of it.
0: Now let's switch to your political career. And let's talk about the parameters of your district. What part of Champaigner will you be representing? That'd be the southwest
1: part. It goes from Mayfair, Dalmatis down to Duncan, which goes to Old Church Road, and that's Cherry Hills area over there. A little bit of Savoy, all the way down to
0: Tolono, Sidaris, Pissotum, all down the area. Have you ever run for elected office before? No, first time. What inspired you to do this?
1: Being that I've been here for a while, watching the county board, and it's always been a GOP, and always been white males, and they don't they don't speak for me. And a lot of people now in my district are getting more younger, and they're getting more you know, diverse in this district, because all these farmers or rural people. So I said, well, Mike asked me about it because of the district. I said, yeah, I'll go for it and see what happens. You know, I want to change stuff up a little bit. So
0: I went for it and so far, so good. Why start with the county board? I know you probably follow city council, but why county board specifically?
1: I feel like it was more me, the county. I'm more interested in the county and how the county runs, with taxes. And, and that was the revolved county board. You have the labor committee, they have the criminal justice committee. So they're involved with different things, not just, you know, one area of the city. It's a whole county.
0: The county board deals with a lot of hard-to-solve issues, I would say. The nursing home got solved. But what are some of the important issues that you would like to tackle or that interested you in the county board?
1: Well, right now, be with COVID, again, is the um, evictions coming up. And and then we have kids aren't in school right now. So education. So kids who are in the rural areas, they can't afford Wi-Fi or they can't get to school. It's harder for them for education. So it's important to try to get testing in for COVID so we can get these kids back to school again, get like back as normal, a new normal, I guess you want to call it. And mainly
0: it's just um, people who are people in upper, upper class can afford more than they can afford. That's true. You mean tutors and things that can help them get a, a leg up?
1: Yeah, if they have your Wi-Fi and they have all that to their hands, a lot of kids in our community don't have that. If they get a meal one day, they're lucky.
0: You can't canvas now. So speaking of the new normal, and there are harder ways to reach potential constituents. But as you talk to people in your district, what are some of the issues people are worried about?
1: Mainly taxes. Always taxes. <laughs> they want to know why my more taxes Like Your taxes can go up. How are you going to control my taxes? It depends on the, so the whole board and the to us in the board. Like the solar farm is a really good idea. You know, that's well, going to cost me a lot of money in taxes. Like, no, not really. You'll make more money revenue for us. And with tax, as I try to explain to them, it helps the community, though. With a stronger community, we can have more community services. We can have stuff available for people who need daycare, for kids who need schooling, for meals, for medical you know, assistance, for mental health issues. So all the tax money is not just blown away by somebody spending it, it actually back in the community.
0: So you find yourself educating people a lot about how taxes work. If you want to go to the hospital and you want an ambulance, there's tax money. If you want to get a book from the library, tax money. You and I have only met a couple of times. Tell me a little bit about your downtime. When you have downtime, what do you like to do? I like to um, do like crafts. I knit, knit loom, and I sew masks, face masks right now. So I'm sewing right now. I used to make cat
1: toys with hearts for animal rescue. Although the little cat toys made them from um, fundraising. So I've doing been crafts and hang out with my husband. Two things I like to do.
0: I know that you were making masks and you were making buttons for Mitchell Esslinger, who's running for the 102nd House District in Illinois. What drew you to Mitchell's campaign? Because I know you and I are working hard behind the scenes for him.
1: When I first met him was through Mike Ingram. And I started talking to him. I really like what he had to say. Because I really knew much about Halbrook, the guy who was. I knew much about him. I investigated him more. And I said, wow, Mitchell's got to go. Strong. We get behind Mitchell 100% here to get him, get him in the house. Because this guy, Halbrook, he, he shocked me. Like I was like, sh- I was just shocked at reading it.
0: It's hard to read some of the things that Halbrook is behind. He happens to be my state rep, and it's not hard for Mitchell to be endearing because he has a great message to get out there. So thank you for working hard on his campaign, but you've got your own campaign. So tell me about some of the people that are either in the current county board or some of the volunteers that are working to make your campaign happen right now.
1: I have a lot of people. uh, Marcy. She worked really hard for me. And Anne Quickenbush works really hard for me. And then I have, like, I have Jordan and Mike Ingram and Deshaun and Mary King and, and, and Emily. We all work together. Jen Swat, we all work together as a team. You know, so as everyone like, can you still help? We all get together and help that person. So it's, it's really, really like a family for
0: us. The county board, it was contentious in the spring among Democrats. And there's a lot of politics even on the same side of the aisle. Are you prepared for that kind of disputing and debating? And it's sometimes acrimonious.
1: I better be, right? Because I think I'll be okay. I think it's my job. I've got to be patient and just listen. I think if we just listen more, instead of always trying to be the loudest person in the room, we get a lot more done just listening to both sides of the argument and say, you know what? That is a good point, but it's not going to work in the situation. You know, just be calm about it. Because if you try to be louder, 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 nothing is done.
0: You touched on a point I wanted to expand on earlier. There are a lot of white males that have had their grip on Champaign County for a long time. Why is diversity so important at a county level?
1: I think because the world is changing. We get to change the world. And people have different views, they have different backgrounds, and they can bring positive or negative, either way you want to look at it, into their situations. So everybody has different counties that they live in. We come together and try to figure out a solution for at least, you know, most of the counties we can, can't do them all because they have different needs, but... The teamwork is important for me. The county board is teamwork. And I have really good teamwork with me right now.
0: I want to ask, and this is not my I have to ask question, that's going to come up in a second, but what is the one social issue that isn't even counting board related, just in life, that compels you to fight harder?
1: Equality in wages for people. Because you get 15 bucks an hour, it's part time. So you're not making really enough money to live on. 15 bucks an hour at full time, you know, it's like, so it's $600 a week, but still you can kind of get around to that. Like the um, care package had that coming out to people. It helped a lot. You know, that little hump they got over just to get them through to the next, next meal, the next rent check.
0: I know Goodwill is good about hiring people with developmental disabilities and other companies are and other agencies around town, but a living wage for some people that are out on their own for the first time, $15 an hour, people balk at that, but that's not even enough, is it? That's not even enough either, but it's a
1: good start. It's a good start from, you know, seven, eight bucks an hour. You can't live on them. People do it, but I don't know how they do it. <laughs> they do it.
0: We're all stretched thin, I understand that. But in your downtime, you've been working on other people's campaigns, and now you've got your own campaign. So, how are you spending your time letting people know about your message?
1: Sending out postcards are really, really good material. If they want to meet you, they can actually contact you and say, hey, I want a sign, or I want a shirt, you know, so they know you're coming. So, we are not knock on the door and freak them out. You're like, oh my God, it's my door. Yeah, so, that way they have a, they want to talk to me, they can email me or call me. I'm at headquarters all the time. Come to headquarters and see me there if you want to talk to me there. So, it's, you know, we're still around. So they can still get a hold of us very easily if they want to.
0: So if we don't live in your district, do you want us to be wearing T-shirts around town? And do you want us to be buying your merchandise? Or should I just be buying for Jordan Humphrey and things like that in my district? Or is this kind of a universal, every Democrat's helping each other?
1: Every Democrat's helping each other. So is there a shirt you want to wear? Is there every button you want to wear? Do you want to wear them all at one time? It all helps us
0: out. You mentioned earlier, you brought up the cat thing. So you and I, both cat people, I just picked up two kittens recently. Can you tell me something about cat rescue? How did you get involved in that?
1: Well, funny thing was I moved here, I was here for a few years. I had no friends because I kind of didn't go anywhere. I didn't have a job for a while. And I saw House uh, of was having um, a meet and greet at one my pet was here. So I went down and checked it out, you know? So I went down and checked it out, met the group, and they're really nice. And I went to the meeting. The first meeting the next day was my birthday. And I started wrestling with them. They're so cool. I made all these new friends, like community. It changed my whole life for volunteering. I mean, my whole life just totally changed the positive. And since then, I've been out about and volunteer. than volunteer now.
0: For the record, when I moved here 10 years ago, I also had no friends and was just kind of wandering around parks as that person that would just talk (laughs) to anybody that would talk to me. So here's my I have to ask you what woman in government or anywhere or in a nonprofit or even in your personal life would you say has influenced you the most?
1: I love Warren. She's a strong woman. I love what she has to say.
0: What would you like to see her do in Biden's cabinet?
1: I want to see her break down all the big corporations. I want to have the power to go in there and like, you know, start
0: cleaning the house. Were you heartbroken when she wasn't chosen as vice president? Or do you understand the Kamala Harris choice?
1: I understand the Kamala Harris choice. I think Elizabeth can do more, not be vice president. She can do more um, good on the side for us. Because Kamala, you know, president vice president, we do so much, you know, and watching everything you do and you're you all worried about it. I think Elizabeth, she has more to do and just be vice president. She has a lot of things she can work on on the side, therefore, you know, just to make life better for us. But I love Kamala, though. Kamala, I love her.
0: I do too. I mean, I would vote for an eggplant at this point, right?
1: Yes, yes.
0: <laughs> okay, so if somebody wants to volunteer or send out postcards for you, I know you have a mighty volunteer force out there. Tell me your website. Tell me your Facebook page. Tell me how people can get a hold of you.
1: On Facebook, I have my campaign page on there as Kelly Lee Mansfield, Champaign County Board. Or you can email me at klmansfield4cb at gmail.com. Or you can call me. My phone number's on there,
0: too. I did notice that your phone number was on there. I mean, your final message to voters that don't understand the importance of what the county board does, what would you like your final message to be about that?
1: The main goal is to give you a happier life in Champagne. We want you to be proud to be in Champagne. We don't have to worry about, you know, all the time, like, you know, about taxes and what's going to happen in the future here. We want you to be proud of your city.
0: As a Chicago to Champaign-Urbana convert, I mean, you can't be more proud than running for office to represent a community in it, right?
1: Correct. And I, I love Champaign-Urbana. I think it's
0: the greatest. I was going to be here for like a
1: year or two, but I was staying. I was going to move away back to Seattle, but I'd love to hear somebody had to stay.
0: Thank you for listening to I Have to Ask with Elizabeth Hess, part of the Champaign Showers Podcast Network. Kelly Lee Mansfield, thank you so much for your time today.
1: Thank you very much.